This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good morning to you, Wendy. Good morning, Brad. Trust you well. I am very well, thank you. Good. I, I hope you are too. I am. How's the sneezing, considering the time of the year we're at? Actually, not too bad, I must say. Um, <laughs> for now, <laughs> yeah. good. We'll take whatever we can get. Everyone in this time of year is like, if I just have to pick up another tissue, and if I have to sneeze again... Uh, so yeah, you know how it goes. So so Wendy, I've been trying to get my hair, my mouth around fibromyalgia. I did it. I've been practicing this morning because I was struggling. Well done. And there there are ladies <laughs> listening this morning as we continue this multi part series of chronic pain. Um, and some of the pain related conditions that women experience are those where I think uh, ladies listening this morning are going to go. That's me. That's me. That's me. So I realize this is a very very important conversation. Yes. I think it's such an important thing because it's one of those things that really goes unrecognized a lot of the time. And so many women especially are living with some or other pain type of syndrome. What's causing these pain syndromes? Well, women are definitely in the majority when it comes to living with pain, but it could be due to hormonal changes. It could be due to their reproductive status. So depending on where they are in their menstrual cycle, their Mm. age, that kind of thing. Um, and also their pain perception and their um, their pain threshold. So some women have lower pain thresholds, some women have higher pain thresholds. So all of these factors will con- will come into play when you're looking at um, at pain and how women experience pain. Yeah, and some of the pain related conditions. I'm hoping you can help us. I was very proud of myself for getting my mouth around fibromyalgia, but there's a lot of other big words that we have to look at, and I think this is where a lot of ladies are going to listen very intently, as you mentioned, something they might be suffering with. Yes, so um, the the most common ones would be endometriosis or polycystic ovarian syndrome or any form of chronic pelvic pain. Um, then you've got your fibromyalgia or your temporomandibular joint pain, that's PMJ, which is um, in the joint in the jaw. And then you've got your migraines and your headaches. And then you have osteoarthritis or rheumatoid arthritis. And then you have irritable bowel syndrome. I feel like I just have to ask, is it necessary that ladies struggle with this? Is this an inevitability or are you going to give us some good news that we can catch these things before they happen or make them easier to deal with? I feel like we really need some good news here. Yes, there certainly is a lot that we can do about it. Um, But I think recognition is the first thing because so often the results are inconclusive. Hmm. So you go to your doctor, you say you have pain, they run a whole batch of tests and everything comes back negative. So now you're sitting with pain that you know you have, but nobody else can see it Mm. or feel it. So that makes it very difficult. But there are certainly ways that you can combat that pain and lifestyle choices that we can make and supplements and those kind of things that really help to um, reduce the amount of pain that we live with. And and I feel like I already know the answer to this, but I would love to hear it from you. Pain medication taken regularly to try and just get through the day comfortably can't be the long-term solution here. No, and generally what happens is you have such negative side effects from the from the pain meds that it's actually better to live with the pain. Yeah. Um, so it depends on the person, obviously, but I, I generally find that the, the side effects in many cases are mm. quite debilitating. So what are some of the side effects people are sitting with that uh, they might recognize this morning that could be due to the medication they take? So nausea and drowsiness are two of the probably top ones. Uh, people can feel dizzy. Um, it can aggravate depression um, and affect mood um, mood conditions. 
It can make your skin itch or it can make you sweaty. Um, it can suppress your immune system. So you could be more susceptible to colds and flus and other bugs that are going around. Mm. Um, we can also get tolerant to drugs. So that means you need more of the same drug to get the same pain effects. And, and then, then you have addiction mm. or withdrawal and rebound pain. So if you get addicted to a drug, then you actually your body starts becoming painful because your body wants more of the drug, not necessarily because there's still pain. So there must be a more natural option. We love having that kind of conversation on a Thursday morning. Other things to consider that could also help? Yes, so natural remedies would include things like, obviously you need to make sure that there are no interactions with any of these things with your, with your meds that you are currently using. Mm. But um, something like willow bark, which is a natural form of aspirin, can be very helpful, especially for headaches or any um, pain and minor pains. Um, curcumin, devil's claw, and boswellia are great for joint aches and pains. Um, curcumin is also an anti-inflammatory in the digestive tract. Hmm. Um, it, it's an overall anti-inflammatory, so really nice to use as a natural one and, and quite safe to use without any interactions. Then your magnesium oils or your Epsom salt baths and that, baths are natural things that you can use um, to either rub on the skin or to soak in. Um, you can also use heat and ice packs. Um, and you get something by the name of tiger, tiger Balm, yes. which is a menthol, camphor-type um, combination. You can rub that on your temples if you have a headache on the back of your neck, um, on any pain site, and it, 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 uh, it draws heat to the area, and it really helps to alleviate some of that pain. Or you get other gels with MSM and menthol and camphor, their varieties. And then essential oils are also great to use um, and can be very effective in helping pain. We're talking here about ways to manage this pain, and we've mentioned quite a few. And if you've just, just joined us, uh, Wendy's been talking about things like chronic pelvic pain and fibromyalgia and osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis and IBS, which I think a lot of people can uh, uh, understand. Um, is this inevitable? Is this a generalist that some women will experience? Is it something that you can experience a little bit of a lot of these things? Uh, this, this, I'm kind of stuck on this one because I think as a man, I'm looking at this and going, how can this be? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, women can have several of these pain conditions simultaneously. So there, there's, a large, um, there's a large chance that women will have at least one mm. um, at some point in their life. You know, it doesn't mean that you have it now, you're going to have it forever. There are some conditions that will be lifelong. And there are others that if you manage well, you certainly can reduce the discomfort. So things like IBS, for example, a lot of changes um, around diet and certain supplementation using digestive enzymes, those kind of things can almost eradicate it completely wow. if, you, if you make sure that you're following a, a good plan. Mm. Some of your other pain syndromes are a little more tricky, um, but it would be around managing them. You don't have to live with like a pain level of 8 to 10, mm. you could probably live at a pain level of 2 to 3 um, if, if, if you manage it well. And what about nipping this in the bud so that IBS doesn't become something that you have to cope with in your life or some of the other things, some of the lifestyle changes or just dietary changes that one could look at so that you never end up in this place for some of them uh, in the first place? Well, diet certainly does play a very big role. So some things you can manage with diet um, and you can prevent them with diet. So your, your culprits here would be, um, when we're talking about IBS, it's definitely your dairy products and mm. your um, wheat or gluten products mm. are the biggest culprits. So many people just avoiding those can have a turnaround completely. 
Um, and and then obviously just making sure that you have a good and envi- healthy environment in the gut using things like fermented foods. Some women with IBS can't do fermented foods because they create too much gas and bloating. So it's mm-hmm. all about, you know, really finding that balance for yourself. But once the gut is healed and is, is working as it needs to, you're a lot more tolerant to the foods that do create good bacteria and a healthy environment in the digestive tract. Some of the foods that we eat also are um, causing inflammation. We've had a chat about this in the past. Let's touch on that again, Wendy. Some of the foods to avoid um, that can make inflammation worse. Yeah. So generally, especially if there's joint pains or um, any kind of inflammation, you want to avoid your nightshade vegetables. And your nightshade vegetables consist of your potatoes, tomatoes, eggplant, cucumber, and peppers. Mm. Um, And although they are healthy foods, in certain individuals, they are more inflammatory. Citrus fruits are another one. So that would be your oranges, your nachos, and your grapefruit. Some people can still do lemon, but the, the other citrus fruits should be avoided. Sugar is a big one. Sugar mm. is like throwing petrol on a fire. It mm. just creates an extreme um, inflammatory response in um, inflamed individuals. And then refined carbohydrates as well, because obviously refined carbohydrates break down to those types of sugars. And if we look at... Sorry, carry on, sorry, Wendy. Carry on. <laughs> I was going to say wheat. You mentioned wheat earlier. That must be a big culprit too. Yes. So wheat and dairy products are probably two of the most common food sensitivities or intolerances that, that I would say I pick up in practice. Um, and anybody who's got any form of autoimmune condition or any inflammatory condition would really, really benefit from, from cutting those out. There's so much research around to say that those are the two main foods mm. that cause inflammation. So brain fog as well is another thing. Headaches, all of those kind of things can be aggravated by wheat and dairy products. And uh, what about coffee? Um, you don't drink coffee. I started speaking two years ago as a coffee drinker. I've managed to, I'm at a year now without coffee. I will be next week <laughs> a year without coffee. And I can tell well you done. what, I've experienced so many positive changes in my body. Um, so that must be one of the good ones to also eliminate as difficult as that is. Yeah, so it is very tough for people to eliminate coffee. Um, and But the caffeine in the coffee can cause withdrawal um, and rebound headaches. So in, in certain people, it doesn't have any effect. So again, it's, it's down to genetics and how your body metabolizes the coffee and what works for you and what doesn't. But in most cases, it's the caffeine that becomes addictive and you get a headache because your body is wanting more caffeine rather than anything else. So if we can break those addictive cycles, we can generally reduce certain pains um, in the body as well. Yeah, today, what an important conversation. One to listen to again for sure and share. Uh, Wendy Christin of Integrated Health Solution, that podcast up later on this morning on kpulpa.co.za. You'll click podcast, click breakfast show. First, click morning show, click get up and go breakfast, and then you just scroll down until you find Wendy, and uh, it'll be the freshest episode. Today's one at the top of the pile. What a pleasure hanging out with you, Wendy. Such important stuff you're sharing, and uh, she's a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Here's to a wonderful Thursday. Thank you so much, Brad, and a wonderful Thursday to you too. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.